Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Know the Faith, Defend the Faith. My name is William Hemsworth. It is great to be with you all again for today's show. I'm very honored to have my guest, a big fan of his program, Pints with Aquinas. And if the bio is too much, don't don't feel like you need to read it. Oh, no, it's it's good. Okay. All right. Matt Fratt is the creator and host of the Pints with Aquinas podcast. He's the author and co-author of several books, including Does God Exist? The Socratic Dialogue on the Five Ways of Thomas Aquinas. Matt earned his undergraduate and graduate degrees in philosophy from Holy Apostles College and Seminary, which also awarded him an honorary doctorate. He lives in Steubenville, Ohio, with his wife, Cameron, and their four kids. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Thanks, William. I just come off of about a two or three weeks of kind of vacation. We were at a big Catholic camp one week, and um, we went up to a friend's wedding in Notre Dame uh, yesterday. So oh, nice. it's, good. it's good to be back home. Oh, great. That sounds like fun. Congratulations on your new book, How to Be Happy, St. Thomas's Secret to a Good Life. So I have to ask you, Matt, what, why, why this book and why is now the time? Right. Well, I love Thomas Aquinas ever since I studied him in undergrad and then my grad graduate degree. The more I learned about him, uh, the more I read him, the more I fell in love with him. And what I realized is Thomas Aquinas has a lot of beautiful things to say, right, about metaphysics and God's existence and even just war theory or whatever else. But he also has to say some really practical things about happiness and sorrow that can apply to all of us today. And so the more I read it, the more excited I got about it. And I thought, well, this would make a really cool book because everybody, um, be they you know Instagram influencers or motivational speakers or whoever else, are all telling us how to be happy. I thought we should go back to the, the, the sort of ancient wisdom of Aristotle and Aquinas to see what they have to say. Very good. Now, for our listeners who may not be familiar, and I know there's some crossover where a lot of my listeners also are subscribers to Pints with Aquinas. Cool. Can, can you tell us who St. Thomas Aquinas is and why he's important for the everyday Catholic today? Well, Aquinas was a 13th century Dominican priest, uh, the most famous uh, of the Dominican order, I would say. Um, he wrote a lot. Uh, his most famous work is the Summa Theologiae, or a summary of theology. He's the patron saint of universities and teachers, uh, multiple 
Um, popes have encouraged us to read his works. Uh, some saying that you know you would learn more just by reading Thomas Aquinas than than if you were to spend you know you know every uh, you know hours or or years. I, I, I'm sorry, reading other people. So he comes highly recommended as well. Um, uh, so yeah, for the, for those reasons, I would encourage people to check him out. Okay. How does St. Thomas's view of happiness differ from what is prevalent in our world today? Yeah. So Thomas Aquinas, when he talks about happiness in the Summa Theologia, he makes a distinction between perfect happiness, so what he calls beatitude, and imperfect happiness uh, or felicitas. And Aquinas says that we can't actually be fully happy in this life, right? Because when we talk about happiness, we're talking about that thing we desire for no other reason except itself. You know, nobody says, I want to be happy so that I can be rich. We say, I want to be rich so that I can be happy. Happy is the last end we seek. It's the reason we do all these other things. Aquinas says we can have a good degree of happiness through virtue in this life, but we can't be fully happy in this life because the fulfillment of all of our desires is to be found uh, in God. And we don't have face-to-face, as it were, uh, intimacy with God in this life. Um, so that is, I think, surprising for maybe even many Christians that you want full, you want perfect happiness in this life? Can't have it. Not possible. This is a veil of tears in which we walk. So if you're out there wondering what's wrong with you because you don't always feel perfectly happy, you're not meant to. So there's nothing wrong with you, at least uh, you know if, if that's all we're talking about. Um, then he also has a list of things that we often turn to to make us happy, and he shows us why they won't. Things like money and power and uh, esteem or honors uh, or goods of the body, even goods of the soul. He's, he, he, he doesn't just state these things don't make us happy. He gives arguments for why they don't make us happy. Um, so that I think that's another way in which his advice on how to be happy would differ from those in the world. Okay. What are some of those arguments that he gives us? Yeah, so I think ever since I was young, people have said to me, money won't bring you happiness in one way or another. And I don't know if I ever really believed them. I thought, well, I'll prove you wrong. Uh, you know, Or as one comedian said, you know, maybe money can't buy you happiness, but I don't know. It can buy you a jet ski and people on jet skis seem pretty happy, you know, which is right. kind of funny, but Aquinas says, okay, if happiness is the, 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 the thing we seek above all other things, if it's the thing that, uh, if it's that object, which satisfies, satisfies our will, our human nature, then money can't actually make us happy because money is a means of exchange. You know, so you want money, not so that you can then lay down in it and never spend it. You want it in order to get something else. So Aquinas is saying, okay, you know, maybe that something else can make you fully happy, but money obviously can't since you have it in order to get something else. So what's the something else you want? Is it power? Here's why power can't make you happy. Is it honors? Here's why honors can't make you happy. So here's an example for honors, right? He'll say, you know, I think all of us would, if we're honest, we'd say we would like people to think well of us. You know, we, we want them to say kind things. I'd like my YouTube comment, comments to be filled with glowing praises for what a wonderful person I am, you know? Uh, that's not the case, of course. But you think, okay, well, why do you want that? Why do you think that will make you happy? Because that honor, that esteem that you seek, you can't ever have because that honor and esteem resides in someone else and so it can't possibly be the object of your happiness. Um so then you might say, okay, well, what do you want to be honored for? Do you want to be honored for nothing? You just want to fool people? 
Or would you actually like to be praiseworthy because of something within you? And you'd say, well, something within me. Okay, what is that thing? Well, it's, it's, it's virtue, I suppose. Uh, so Aquinas basically argues, and here's a, here's a direct quote from him. He says, imperfect happiness that can be had in this life can be acquired by man, by his natural powers, in the same way as virtue in whose operation it consists. So to the degree in which we can grow in virtue and submission to divine providence in this life, I think, is to the degree in which we'll find happiness in this life. Does Aquinas give us any tips on how to grow in virtue? Um, well, it, so there are different types of virtue. We have the cardinal virtues. Uh, we have right. the infused virtues. Um, I'd have to go back and have a look at what he might offer strictly, okay. but certainly I think in order to, to flee from sin as if it were a snake, to read the scriptures, which he says is the most uh, honorable thing we can do, to frequent the sacraments, these things, I think, at least would be the be- the beginnings of, of growth in virtue. Uh, the, 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 just real quick, you know, sure. because I think often we often we've been told or we've believed at one point or another that if I could just have what my passions desired, then I would actually be satisfied. Right. Like, it, you know, and maybe that's like, you know, the to busy myself regarding the procreation of the species with whoever whoever I wish. To, to be drinking, I don't know, martinis or margaritas on a beach somewhere or in a hot tub. And if that's all I did, then I'd be, I'd, I'd finally be happy. And this isn't true at all. And um, anyone who's ever kind of given themselves over to that for any more than a few hours realizes that, I think. And in the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 2339, it says, the alternative is clear. Either man governs his passions and finds peace, or he lets himself be dominated by them and becomes unhappy. Um, so that's that's a nice sort of rebuke, I think, to the the modern idea that you just have to kind of do what feels good or do what is comfortable or do what is pleasurable in order to become happy. Yeah. Now, during the process of writing this book, was there anything that you uncovered that was that maybe you never heard before that was like aha moment for you? Well, I was surprised to see what Aquinas had to say about play. Um, the the Greek word being, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, eutropelia, I think I'm pronouncing that right. So Aquinas actually says there's great virtue in play, <clears throat> you know, um, sort of not just relaxing, but engaging in something. And he says that play is the, that virtue which is the mean between the two extremes of buffoonery and boorishness. And he even says that boorishness is a, is a sin because we, should, we shouldn't be a burden to other people, which is actually a good rebuke to me. You know, those times I'm in a foul mood or just sort of nasty or, you know, just um, barking at my kids or speaking to my wife like she's someone other than my bride, you know, like that's a good rebuke to me. Also, of course, on the other end, you have buffoonery, you know, where you just sort of uh, you in- engage in inordinate pleasure and inordinate play. Uh, but, but that I thought was good. One of the things Aquinas says when he talks about remedies for sorrow is that you should do something pleasurable if you're sad. And he has this great line. He says, um, pleasure is to the, the weary soul what rest is to the weary body. 
So if you're exhausted, you seek sleep. And if you are, hopefully, and if you do sleep, you feel refreshed. Well, he says that sorrow is like a weariness of the soul. And so sleep in and of itself may not eradicate that. It might, but it might not. And so you should seek to engage in something pleasurable and something that's legitimately pleasurable. So obviously not sin and obviously not something that would take us away from the duties at hand and, and not something that's merely dissociative. It's easy to lose yourself scrolling through your social media feed or to binge on a Netflix series. It's not easy to engage in leisure. Leisure takes work. It's hard. You've got to put your phone away. You've got to leave your laptop in the office. Uh, you've got to set out time to say, read a beautiful book or listen to beautiful music or to go on a lovely hike. These things take work. So rest takes work. Um, I think it's another important point. Great. Now the book's been out about a month. Um, what has been the feedback that you've received so far? Um, let's see, what has the feedback been? Some people have said they were surprised and gr glad that it was so personal. So I, I do share a lot from my own sort of life and history in this book. Um, so people enjoyed that. I, I had some people say it was a lot more substantive than they thought. So I guess that's nice. Um, uh, it's a short read. It's only about 120 pages, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it doesn't take long. I think the other thing people would realize when they pick up the book is this is not a book where Matt Frad tells you how to be happy just like he is. You know, Matt Frad is an idiot sinner who uh, has to continually repent of his uh, buffoonery as well as his boorishness. Um, and so thank God this isn't a book from Matt Frad's mind. This is really a book from look at, look at the wisdom that the ancients have for us. Like look at what Aquinas has to say to you. And if you listen to him, uh, then, then you'll find, I think, much more wisdom than if you were to listen to, say, Tony Robbins, whatever good he might have to offer. I'm sure he does have some good, uh, or, or anybody else for that matter. Where can our listeners pick up the book? Amazon's probably the best uh, or easiest way. They can also get it from St. Paul's Center. Uh, Emmaus Road is the publisher. Um, it'll also be out on Audible, I think, in the coming weeks. So if people want to wait oh, to great. listen to it, they could. But I would just ask, if people don't mind, if they do have the book, if they've enjoyed it, to leave us a five-star review on Amazon, because that definitely helps. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, with the time we have left, what's coming up on your program, Pints with Aquinas? I know you're doing yeah. some great stuff over there. Thank God. I, I hope we are. You know, I've uh, got some uh, interviews soon about the Latin mass and the beauty of the Latin mass in regards to what uh, Pope Francis has made proprio. Um, I'll be interviewing some excellent biblical scholars in the coming weeks. So we're trying to do in-person interviews weekly at this point. So if people want to check that out, they could just go to YouTube and type in pints with Aquinas or, or go to pintswithaquinas.com to learn more. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you very much for coming on and talking about your book. Congratulations on it. And God bless you for everything you're doing. Thanks for having me on your show, William. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. God bless.
This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.